0: PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
1: Welcome back to Not Another Mummy Podcast with me, Alison Perry. My guest today is Lydia Bright, TV personality, influencer, entrepreneur and now children's author. Lydia, who is a mum to toddler Loretta, has her debut picture book coming out on February the 1st called Mummy and Me. Lydia, a warm welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having
0: me. What a lovely introduction as well. Oh, how are you doing today? What's your day been like so far, Lydia? So, so far, so it's 11 o'clock now. So I woke up, I took Loretta to nursery. She really didn't want to go to nursery this morning. Well, she's at like preschool. She starts like the real deal in September, but she really didn't want to go this morning because we've been away on holiday in Australia. This will be her first official week back. Um, But this morning she woke up crying and said, "Um, I want to go back to Australia. And I was like darling I wish we could live on a beach and be on holiday as well I bet you you were like join the club (laughs) exactly I was like you have to go to preschool today um so she was very teary on her way to preschool and then uh, I dropped off went and did a quick workout um came back had my breakfast and then here I am talking to you fantastic it's so hard isn't
1: it because obviously you want to be taking your kids amazing places and going on holidays but I've had that before as well where we've been somewhere really magical with you know one of my kids and then we come back and
0: they're just absolutely devastated that we can't just like live on the beach it's like yep that's it get used to it do you know what it, do you know what it is as well I think that when you're on holiday obviously you can give them like 100% undivided attention yeah. so she had like two and a bit weeks of us doing like magical adventures every day, going to the zoo, going to the beach and take away the adventures. It was just like 100% devoted time, me to her, especially because the time difference as well. It weren't really like I could do emails in the day because sometimes even when I'm on holiday, I'm still overwork Um, because the time difference, yeah, I was never really doing anything apart from giving her 100% attention and then We've come back now and it's the reality of life. You know, I'm back at work. You know, she's got to go to school and, you know, it's doing housework. And as well, where we stayed in like a small little Airbnb that was just like one room, a little mini kitchen, little mini bathroom. Now we're back in this house as well. I found the first three or four days, she was just following me around constantly. Bless her. Because she's been so used to us being in this like close proximity with each other and then she came back here and she's just been like petrified to be left in a room by herself it's like getting used to not having like me as a shadow like attached to her 24 7 of the day but you know it's reality it is isn't it and
1: you mentioned magical adventures that you've been having abroad and that um that really kind of like ties into the theme of your book doesn't it yes um yes in in the book you're the characters, Mummy and um and Etta, the elephant, go on this amazing amazing magical adventure. How important was it to you? It's clearly something that kind of rings true and, and you hold deep in your heart in terms of wanting to be having those experiences with Loretta. yeah, is that why that's like a really strong theme running through the book?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I first started writing the book like four years ago yeah over 4 years ago now actually when i was pregnant with loretta the whole idea with uh, with the book was that i just wanted to have like a really beautiful story um and it have kind of like an underlining message um which was just to kind of represent single parent families. Um, And then over the years, because of it has been in development for for such a long period of time, um, I then kind of felt like I wanted the story to represent me and Loretta um, and to represent parts of her personality. Um, So it's evolved so much from the first draft. um, And a big thing, yeah, that I try and do in our lives together is just to fill it with loads of adventure I mean my favorite quote of all time from Alice in Wonderland um is the greatest gift that you could ever have given her is a lifetime full of adventures and that's just kind of like something that I've always tried to live by um just trying to fill our lives with yes so much adventure and um you know, her curate, feeding her curiosity, she's naturally like a very inquisitive child. Um, She's very fearless. Um, She's just got bundles of energy and bundles of personality. And I've always kind of wanted to feed into that and just fill our life with with so much. So yeah, that's kind of something that I wanted to incorporate within the book, just filling our life with adventure. Um, Because I think that that's just such an important part of childhood, isn't it? Just, yeah, just, the, the idea of just always being on an adventure.
1: Yeah. And it really comes through in the book. But it also, one of, one of my favorite things about the book is the fact that the mum elephant just wants a wee sit down and a cup of tea. Like, she <laughs> just wants a bit of peace. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel like this is my life. Like, it's just my, I've, I've got five year old twins and they've just got boundless oh energy and they're always like, you know, wanting to do this and that and get the paints out and the play doh and everything else. And I'm like, do you want to just sit and play with your dolls? I'll have a cup of tea instead. You know, so it just it just felt like such a, a mirror that you were holding up to so many mums
0: there. So many mums. And also as well, just going back to the thing that I just really wanted like when Loretta's personality started shining through and when like our the dynamics of our relationship started um developing as she was getting older because obviously when they're a baby they don't really they're all the same aren't they um that was that was the thing I just really kind of wanted the story to just mirror our life um which will be so similar to so many parents and naturally me and Loretta's characters are quite different um growing up as a child I was really quite shy and I was very um very much into like dollies and barbies and like peaceful quiet play whereas Loretta's complete opposite to that Loretta would much prefer to be like climbing off the highest climbing frame in the park whereas I was always very careful um she's always been like dinosaurs over dollies um like at the age of two she could list every single dinosaur she's just a lot more like Rough and tumble. Um, so, I kind of wanted the book to just represent those complete contrasts of our personality. And despite us being just so different, we just have this like a magical relationship.
1: It's brilliant. It's lovely. I've got to ask you, because we know that language matters. Um, what's your preferred way of talking about your family set up? Because you've got like single motherhood, solo parenting, lone parenting. There's quite a few different ways to describe it, isn't there?
0: Yeah. Um, I don't really know. I mean, I'd probably just say that I'm a single parent, really. Um, I've heard yeah, some people saying that it should be described as double parenting rather than single
1: parenting, which is I thought, that, that's is nice. That when...
0: What is double parent? I, uh, do you know what? I I feel like I'm, I still, well, I feel like there's all these labels, isn't it? And I feel like... Well, double parenting sometimes... isn't
1: really a thing. But I, I saw somebody saying, I'm a single parent, but actually, I think I should be called a double parent because I'm doing two jobs instead of one. And I was oh, like, I see. yeah.
0: I like that. See? Yeah. I mean, I would say that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I never really, I never really like label what it is because sometimes I almost feel a little bit guilty to even say that I'm a single parent because you know, I get so much support from my family. So I don't ever feel like I am doing it singly. Like, I think with parenting, whether you are a two parent family living in a house or a a single parent living in a house, you still need a village, especially if you're working parents. So, you know, I do normally say that I'm a, a single parent, but yeah, I, I I almost even feel guilty saying that because of yeah, I do get a lot of support. I live, but you so shouldn't because it's not like it's not like
1: single parenting is some kind of badge of honor that only people who really struggle are allowed to wear. You know, it's yeah. just it's just explaining the fact that yes, you may well have support from your family, but you don't have that other person who you can share default parenting with. You know, and, yeah, and that's that's going to change your experience.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I will say I am a single parent and I will say it proud. You say whatever you like, Lydia. <laughs> yeah. I will say that I am a single parent. You know, I am raising Loretta. She lives with me exclusively and, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm raising her to the best of my abilities. But I do also rely on my village and I'm so grateful for them. And if I didn't have them, then I wouldn't be able to do half of what I do in terms of like career wise and you know being able to go to the gym and so I'm very grateful as well that I've got that village and I think that we all need a village whatever that looks like whether that's family whether that's childcare. we all need a village as well to help yeah. us
1: yeah so who's in your village how, how do you make that juggle between work and motherhood
0: yes yeah, so because I would clearly
1: do it amazingly
0: yeah so I was um I was very lucky I I, I'm a massive believer in destiny. And I think that everything happens in your life at the right time. And Loretta was born two weeks as we went into COVID. Um, which meant that I ended up locking down with my family in the family home. And so did my siblings. Well, one of my sisters had moved out. She moved back. We all locked in together. So those first couple of years, um, my family were massively involved in helping me raise Loretta, which I'm so grateful for. And people often talk about, you know, the negative aspects of COVID. But for me, again, I feel quite selfishly saying this, but it was the best thing, like in terms of timing. Yeah. If, look, I obviously wish that COVID never happened, but if it was ever going to happen in my lifetime, gosh, it happened at the perfect time. Mm. Um, so they really helped me right at the beginning because when Loretta was... Um like well, I went back to work straight away. In those two weeks that Loretta was born, I did two photo shoots, I did a filming day, I was back doing social content, you know. I work for myself, so I, you know, I'm very much like you have to take the work when you get it, and you can't also stay out of the loop for too long because then sometimes you lose the contracts and yeah. you know you have to you have to still stay there. And also as well, I just actually love what I do. I've always been very um entrepreneurial and I've always been very driven um so I've always wanted to do the both so being I think it's really refreshing
1: down- to hear actually Lydia because I think so often we hear like mums especially say oh I really felt like I had to go back to the work because like you know obviously you just said you know, work for myself, we need to keep things going, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But actually, it's okay to want to work as well. I, I was the same yeah. thing that when my twins were um, really small, my husband, um, he stopped working. So he was at home. And that allowed me to start to go back to work. And actually, that wasn't just because I'm self employed. It was also because, actually, I love this. And it's yeah, I can go off and spend an hour creating some content or doing a podcast, then that that fills me up, that makes
0: me happy. And that I think you see that
1: more, don't we?
0: Yeah, I feel like motherhood fuels me in so many ways and gives me so much happiness. But I think work also fuels fuels me in a completely different way. Yeah. You know, I, I had to because of no one else was paying for my mortgage and I had to support my daughter and, you know, I've had to pay the childcare and you know I had to do it financially but also as well like even if I did have somebody to lean on that could have supported me financially in myself I really did want to go back to work and I'm very lucky that I have a career that I've always been able to steer in the path that I've wanted to steer it in you know when I had Loretta that was a conscious decision that I made I sold my fashion business just before she was born um and I kind of made the decision that I kind of really wanted to focus on doing more of the influencing, but going into the mummy sort of space. And then I decided that I wanted to write a book. So I've been very lucky that I've actually always been able to choose and divert my career into the path that I want to divert it into. And that has always given me job fulfillment because I've always been able to choose. So I know I'm very lucky in that way. Yeah. Um, but because of I went into lockdown with my family, they were so like readily available to help. I mean, two of my siblings were furloughed. So they had bundles of time. My dad, who's always worked in the building since he was like a teenager, he had to medically retire because of uh, COVID. Um, So there was all these people that were twiddling their thumbs that had all this time on their hands and didn't know what to do with it. So I was like, great <laughs> I've Here's got a baby. something that would take exactly um so yeah they've been they've been amazing obviously a lot of my siblings have now gone back to work but my parents are really hands-on and my dad's still retired so my dad helps me the majority and the most out of everyone my dad's the one that's most hands-on um he does a lot of like pickups if I'm uptown and um, he's just, yeah, he's just always there if ever I need him, like with Loretta or with the house, you know, I'm still renovating this home. My dad's always here, like helping whenever he can. So um, yeah, I'm very fortunate that I've got like a amazing family. And then on top of that as well, like childcare, like I was, I was so, um, I don't know if you felt the same, but I really beat myself up about sending Loretta to nursery. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, I, I think I maybe in my head I thought, oh, you know, I'll be able to manage it until she's like three or two. And I had to send her before um just to keep on top of everything. Um, which again was my choice because I wanted to I wanted to work as well. Um and I really beat myself up about that um initially sending her into nursery um but that became like a whole other you know support system um having those hours just to to get on with things um and she really thrived in it um she's now yeah she, she now goes every day um but yeah, she really she loves it apart from this morning. <laughs> apart from this morning when she would have rather have been in Australia. But yeah, I mean we'll, we'll let her off. <laughs> we'll let her off, yeah. But she loves it. She's made all these little friends and and yeah, I think that that's important as well for their development, isn't it?
1: Totally. It's so good for them to go and have that independence and make yeah. friends and all the rest of it. So it's not it's not just a selfish thing.
0: Yeah and also as well for her to see that I work like she knows that when she goes to school that mummy works and she knows that I've got an office at home this is my office and things and just to like grow up grow up knowing that like I'm I've I've financially provided for her you know I've bought this house and you know I've always worked and just to give her that drive you know I grew up with My mum always being a working mum and my mum always pushed us from a young age, you know, to be ambitious and driven and, and, and strive for success, not always financial success, but just like being like the best in your field and enjoying what you do. So, you know, for her to see that as well, I think is a positive thing absolutely is that something that you're consciously trying to instill in her like yeah I, I mean I feel like where she's well she'll be four soon it's still like a bit early to kind of like actively enforce that but like I'm doing it in kind of like like hid, like, like hidden ways you know I'm 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 teaching her like in, in the mornings as well like I make her do homework every single morning and you know while while she might may be a little bit young it's you know I'm just trying to teach her to like focus and you know strive to succeed and you know I'll get her to do like tracing like letter, letter work and number work and stuff and you know really praise her when she when she succeeds and she gets that right and that's just all about you know encouraging her to like work hard and and um Yeah, and and giving her praise for doing that. Like, I've always been very on it with the education, with Loretta, um, from a young age.
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. How do you think so you grew up with um, your parents fostered loads of kids, and that um must have had an impact on on you. um Do you think that's affected how you parent Loretta? Do you think that you are a better mum for
0: having grown up in that in that kind of household? definitely I think in general I'm a better person because of the upbringing that my parents gave me you know we all we talk about don't we like the life lottery like what parents that you're born to and I definitely think that I won the life lottery with my parents like they're just amazing people they're you know they're kind they're hard workers they're they're selfless um and they just gave me like such a magical upbringing and they just installed so many like morals and did such great groundwork with all their children I'm not saying that I'm this amazing person but <laughs> I just think that they're they've always you know I've seen children come into care um into our house and you know they've they've arrived and they're disruptive and they're chaotic and angry rightly so all of those emotions are completely valid and then I see my them live with my parents for a year, and I see them blossom and flourish and become these wonderful children. And it just is complete merit to their parenting because they can just turn these children's lives around so much. So yeah, I'm super grateful for my upbringing, and yeah, I definitely think that it's it's helped instill a lot on me growing up um we are a product of our childhood aren't we, we so are, yeah so yeah I'm very grateful for that
1: is there any advice that you either your mum or your dad has given you about parenting that really sticks yes. in your head
0: yeah I mean my, my I mean my mum and dad have always been very good That they've just kind of allowed me to do what I want they're they don't they're they're very involved but they're they also appreciate you know that Loretta is my child and I choose to raise her how I want to. And they've never given opinions unless I've asked for them. But naturally, my character, my personality is I'm like a massive perfectionist. I always have been. I mean, I've got a lot better since I've had Loretta. But I've always like, even at school, like I always put enormous pressure on myself at school to like, get the best grades at the gym and like fitness I've always been you know I have to like be a certain level of fitness like I've always put enormous pressure on myself to be like perfectionist um and my mum when I yeah had Loretta was like right we need to let go of the expectations a little bit more because of life isn't going to be perfect when you have children. You're going to have days where they just wake up and they're miserable for no reason. And, you know, you're going to have to, you know, deal with the obstacles that come with the tantrums and life isn't going to be perfect. And you have to accept that and you have to roll with that and you can't get too stressed out when that happens, when life doesn't go 100% to plan. And I think that yeah I think that my mum's advice on me and also as well I think just being a mother just uh, just allows you to let go of those extreme expectations that maybe we all put on our lives before kids um, and just allows us to just not be as perfect that I'd like to think even when I even down to like posting on social media. I think before I had Loretta, like everything was like polished and stuff. And don't get me wrong. I still like my house to look a certain way. I still like my Instagram to look a certain way. And, you know, my, my image to look a certain way. But I think you do let things go a little bit more. You're not as strict and regimented on yourself. And, You you relax into things a little bit more because actually you just don't sweat the small stuff as much, do you? We haven't got time to, have you? You've got so much no. more to crack on with, and too two. much to juggle. Yeah, There's too much it. to juggle to worry. Um, now you
1: co-parent, cool don't you, with your um, with Loretta's dad?
0: Again, like this is like I I, I struggle like labelling things because of co-parenting as well you know I've been asked this I and I've looked into it and I'm like what does co-parenting mean does it mean like a 50 50 split does it mean involvement like me and Loretta's dad I think you know here here completely respect me saying that like I raise Loretta she lives with me and um you know I make like 90% of the decisions and I'm the one that takes on holiday and you know I support her like in in most ways financially, but she still sees her dad. Um, but I wouldn't say it's like I don't know what does co parenting mean. It's yeah. like it's hard to. I. I Sometimes I think when you say co parent, does that mean like a 50 50 split? Because I guess, yeah, you're right. Because
1: in my mind, I was like, oh, well, that must mean you've got some sort of arrangement where every, you know, every week two days, she's with him. And yeah, but, but it, it I guess it's not always as formal as that, is it? And it can mean different yeah. things for different families.
0: Yeah, exactly. Loretta's dad works six days a week. So, you know, it would never be, and, you know, equal, like I work as well, but it's a different work. So, um, And she lives with me, you know, she goes to school where we, where I live and Loretta's dad lives in North London. So we're not miles away from each other, but um, yeah, it's not like a split thing, but she still sees her dad. Um, You know, she'll see him once a week and, you know, we still, she still speaks with him and FaceTimes him and um, yeah. And yeah, who, that might may change. It may be more as she grows up, but this is just at the moment the setup that works for us. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it is. I wouldn't say it is co-parenting. I don't really know. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's it's an interesting one. I think it's something that it's perhaps needs to be. I mean, it's like it's like with everything when we're trying to put labels on things, they're not going to apply to everybody, are they? So no. Maybe that just needs you know it teaches us that we need to stop labeling things and trying to put things in yeah. boxes all the time.
0: Yeah yeah I always say like Loretta yeah she sees with her, she sees her dad but she lives with me like and she's parented really by me um yeah. so yeah that's the label the long-winded label that I'd yeah. say
1: Um, I mean listening to you talk it sounds like you're absolutely nailing single motherhood but I'm guessing there must have been some challenges along the way what do you think what have you kind of overcome that you're quite proud of?
0: Yeah I would say for me it's, it's quite hard for me to label the challenges because it's always been this way so I think that you know maybe if someone was raising a child in like a two-parent family and then all of a sudden they became a single parent maybe it would be more of a shock to a system but but for me where I was a single parent from pregnancy I've never really known any difference so it's hard for me to know what it would have been like had it been a two-parent job um so yeah in that instance it's hard for me to say pinpoint what what the challenges would be I would say that like you know the obvious ones is not having someone like readily available on hand on tap in the house you know more so when she was younger like if I needed to have a shower it's not like I could have been like oh can you keep an eye on her you know I'd have to take like the baby carrier up and put her there and then if she starts crying while I'm in the midst of washing my hair well then I'm gonna have to spend the rest of the day with shampoo bubbles in my hair you know it was like it was more that when she was younger but as I said, I didn't really – I have not I have nothing to compare it to. So um, it wasn't really something that I saw as a challenge. I would say the biggest challenge, like the obvious challenge, challenge for me um, um, of being a single mum at the beginning was the fear of judgment. That was like – that was my biggest thing because of everything else. As I said, I've, I can't really call it a challenge because I've never known any different – But when I became a single mum when I was pregnant, that was my biggest challenge, worrying about what everyone else was gonna think of me. Did you get much judgment? Like, you know, when No, complete different. Complete different. This is you know, like I said, like I've I've I'm always been a perfectionist and I've had these like like ideal like ideals of how my life was going to end up I think it was just this pressure that I put on myself and I think that when I you know when Loretta's dad did leave I almost felt like well firstly I was heartbroken so that was hard to deal with but secondly I I felt like a failure and I felt a bit like I felt embarrassed and I thought that people were gonna judge me um and then as I said when you become a mum you don't sweat the small stuff, do you? And I think that, like, people's opinions, you just don't you do not have time to even think about them when you become yeah. a mum. There's so many things to juggle, like, you know, working and and keeping on top of the house and keeping on top of creating enough adventures for your children and making sure they're fed and getting their five a day. But really, you haven't even got the time to think about what, what other people think of you. I mean, half the time, I don't even have the time to think what the people that I'm close to think of me because I'm I'm always maybe 10 working days behind on my whatsapp so <laughs> it I mean I it definitely helps to people. you
1: focus doesn't it Be yeah I,
0: exactly I reply to people so late they'll invite me to a party and I'll reply one week after so um yeah you just don't have time to to even think about it but I think that, that was the big thing the biggest challenge for me was was the fear of judgment before I had Loretta. Um, and as I said, it was completely opposite. When I first announced that I was going to be a single mum and, you know, I was doing it alone, um, the outpouring of support from single mums that have maybe been in a similar circumstance to me or, um, you know, new single mums or children from single mums oh my gosh I got flooded like even to the point that like I would go to the supermarket and people would come up to me and I feel like it was I almost felt like all of a sudden that I'd like become part of this like warrior club of women that was like just for the strong like I felt so empowered I felt so empowered and then towards the end of my pregnancy yeah I just I felt like they'd like lifted me so much and I I do feel like single mums you almost become like a little bit of a club especially on social media um you become like a little bit of a community and I feel like single mums really support single mums and like yeah like people often talk to me like like if, if they'd recognize me on the street or something like that. and that's like mostly what women if they do recognize me they'll come up to me and they'll say oh Lydia I'm a single mum as well and that's how we get the conversations going you become like part of this club that's so nice <laughs> which is that's lovely why
1: that's why it's so brilliant that you've written this book because it just feels like it is shining a light and you know celebrating these amazing amazing people amazing women who are doing it on their own
0: yeah, and there's so many of us, and this is why I really wanted to write the book as well because of you know it's it's such a big st- statistic now, and you know I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but they say don't they? One in three marriages end in divorce. Um, you know, is it a good thing because you know people don't feel like they're stuck with people if they're unhappy? Is it a bad thing because people walk away too quickly? who knows, but there is such a large percentage of us that will be single mums That's you know, maybe it's not fair, but, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to think that as much as I love being a single mum, I'd like to think it won't be like this forever, Um, but it's, you know, so many of us will have an experience of being a single mum, and I just felt like if there's so many of us out there that are like that, and there's so many children that are growing up in single-parent households, why isn't it being represented enough um, yeah. And that's that That was like the biggest thing that I found, you know, when I was pregnant with Loretta and I found out that I was going to be a single mum, I was like doing all this research and buying all these children's books that, you know, I could put on the bookshelf that would make her feel like, you know, our setup wasn't so different to everyone else's. And I just felt like there wasn't just enough out there that was representing single parent families, which is where the idea was born, why I sparked why why yeah, why the idea of even writing the children's book came about. And when I did post on social media last year that, you know, the book was being released, um, that was like the biggest thing that I got from my followers, that so many women writing saying, Finally there's a children's book out there. Um that, you know, isn't too informative. It's just a magical story about a mother and her child who happens to be a single mum, you know. So yeah. not everything that they watch on TV and not every story that they read has got a mum and a dad in the story. Um, it's just a, a, a lovely story, yeah, that that shares, shares the life of a single parent family. It's honestly beautiful. Um, you
1: know, I felt really emotional reading it. And I'm going to be honest with you, Lydia. I had... I don't want to be, like, I don't want to say I had low expectations, but you know when you hear, oh, a celebrity's written a children's book and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. and I read it and I was like, this is really good. Like, it's, it's genuinely a beautiful story. It's well written. Also, the illustrations by Jojo Clinch are just beautiful,
0: aren't She's they? She's amazing. She's absolutely incredible. And I'm so glad that Puffin found Jojo for me. I was really specific that I wanted... Um, you know, like I'm. I've always been massively into like Beatrice Potter. Guess how much I love you. Like all the classic, like um, classic traditional illustrations. So I was very specific that I wanted something that was similar to that. I love watercolors. I've always been massively into like pastel colors, but also as well like with a modern sort of like fresh twist. Um, and then the illustrator process works by. Um, you know, the team at Puffin, they then presented like a few illustrators. And when I saw Jojo's work, I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. She's amazing. And yeah. she was so good as well because she she really allowed it to be a collaborative process where I've where this book has been so long in 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 the process. I've been very like territorial over it because it's been my baby for so long. I've been working on it for so long um, and she was so good like from her first drafts you know, she allowed me to, you know, have my, like, creative sort of input and what she's created now. She's, yeah, they're amazing. Better than I ever imagined.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful. And I honestly think that it. you're right. It's going to just bring that inclusive feeling to so many kids and mums as well as they're reading this book to their kids you know at bedtime or whatever so it's fantastic um Lydia a huge thank you for joining me today it's been
0: so so great to chat to
1: you about your wonderful (laughs) book thank
0: you so much thank you so much no it's been lovely it's been really really nice and um yeah this is my first actual podcast about the book so it's so exciting to be able to finally start talking about it um so yeah thank you for having me on bold oh thank you